0: Four hundred and fifteen. Four hundred and fifteen. Four fifteen. Four hundred and fifteen. Four hundred and fifteen. Four fifteen. Four hundred and fifteen. Five, four, three,
1: two, one. Darling, it's the Shy Life podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yet, yeah, but well, it's a positive thing for the high life, the shy life.
1: You won't find a
0: cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. Delicious. This particular episode of The Shy Life is, is a little more abstract. Okay, it looks like the hairy guy is ready to record.
2: Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Oh,
0: I hope he hasn't
1: found out my secret. I think he has. Hello and welcome to get another episode of The Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul The Shy Yeti. Uh, I'm back. And, and i've got martin with me hello hi martin how are you doing i'm very well thank you uh, well um this time we're going to be talking about music again and um uh, i think we decided a couple of episodes back that we, we were as the 60s moves on there's so much we want to talk about that we're, we're we're not going to do what we did at the very start and do two years at once we'll just talk about 66 this year and uh, um I've got, I've got lots of different From figures, not even just about music, so uh, yeah. um, Well, if you can
3: remember the 60s, you
1: know, they say
3: (laughs) (laughs) you weren't Uh, there.
1: (laughs) Well, I can remember the 60s and I wasn't there, so that's like (laughs) that figures (laughs) (laughs) just because I watched so many things about the 60s when I was a kid. Anyway, um, we'll run the theme music, and when we come back, we'll uh, we'll get chatting and rock and roll.
0: Time for my old buddy old pal from across the channel, across the pond. Bob oh, Chandler, the shy daddy. He's not that shy. Oh, he's shy like a
1: Yeah. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. You've got a mama? Why don't you get a mama?
0: Without a pie. He's all oh, that shy, is right. Sheesh.
1: Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this.
0: Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin.
1: It's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> He's positively <to> glowing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we're back. Ooh, yes, so. Um, that was very interesting music, that. <laughs> yes, it was, yeah. <laughs> Have you changed the um, mix? <laughs> depending on when this goes out I may have done because I usually I usually start the episode with uh, I usually start a new one of a hundred episodes with a new theme tune I thought you might have added a few
3: do our diddies
1: (laughs) yes um but um, actually, when I used to do um, music episodes from the 80s with uh, with Nick, I'd, I used to start by saying, um, oh, what do you remember of this year? Um, but um, So I could, I guess I could with you say, what do you remember of 1966,
3: Martin? <laughs> I've always maintained that I can't remember a great deal before the age of 12, uh, and then suddenly I get these flashbacks. Yeah. And I thought, well, no, I can't have been 12 then, because I was at primary school. And I do remember primary school. Uh, yeah. But two is stretching a point. Um... 1966 uh, uh, oh shit, apparently there was some sort of footballing thing wasn't there mm, I don't remember anything apparently. at all about that So, so and that <laughs> yeah, might have imprinted
1: yeah. itself on several people so um, I don't know <laughs> I was thinking the other day, I was wondering whether... Um, I mean, this, this might be something we have to talk to Ick about. But I was w- wondering whether Ick could extract any, um, like, missing Doctor Who from your brain. Ah. Do you think you saw any missing Doctor Who? Well, I'm very jealous of my sister. My sister... Uh, I had a, I think it was the...
3: Before I cut it up... Yes, I'm an evil person. I think I had the Patrick... <laughs> I had a P- Patrick Troughton annual that had a page mm. of pictures from Evil of the Daleks. Mm. And mm. I it, and my sister just said, oh I remember that one. And I thought fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember watching that one. Ooh what she, well, but she actually, would have been I, I, 9 years older than me so she would have been yeah. like 12ish and I was so actually yes. probably more yeah. have more luck with my sister's brain to be honest
1: <laughs> um well actually uh, uh, tv in 66 is one of the things I'm going to briefly mention because mm-hmm. I found a bit on wikipedia all about it um Italy. apparently yeah apparently um, Camberwick Green was the first television programme on BBC One to be shot in colour on the third of January nineteen sixty six. Well,
3: if you're going to start, start with the best day. That's what.
1: I mean. Yeah, and, and apparently the the first edition of the Money programme um, came on the fifth of April nineteen sixty six. Um, and on the 23rd of May, Julie Goodyear made her Coronation Street debut as Bet Lynch, she although she didn't was become she did a regular. Well, me. she didn't become a regular until 70, oh. so goodness knows she may not have been in it much between <laughs> the two of But Was
3: it as <laughs> Bet Lynch?
1: Or? Yeah, oh. apparently. Okay. So um, she was just one of those. Um, that, they did that yeah. a lot, there,
3: didn't they? Sort of side,
1: sort of characters that. Yeah, you know, Rita was in it before she was in it properly, I think. And um, well, I,
3: I've been known to talk about telly, so I suppose... <coughs> I suppose yes, yes. I, do, I do talk about telly on things, so...
1: Um. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs>
3: Rather too much, some people might say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, or apparently, in June '66, To Death is Two Part started. Really? Um And um, Patrick McGoon, um, <laughs> he qu- he quitted <laughs> He quit the... Uh, Danger Man after filming only two episodes of the fourth season in, colour. in the summer of 66
0: yeah,
3: they, they were the two colour ones That's right. Mm. and then went off and, mm. and did The Prisoner instead it's in, it's interesting yeah. really actually you say about Cambric Queen because actually that's long term thinking it would have been shot on film of course mm. but uh, long long term thinking when you think about it because obviously uh, the, I always think that Trumpton came first but it didn't did it, it Cambrick Queen was first then Trumpton, then Chigley and mm-hmm. the long-term thinking of that was oh eventually color television will be here somebody was quite smart who was thinking those thoughts very well mm-hmm. done to his, it wasn't he wasn't postgame it was gordon murray wasn't it
1: mm-hmm. uh, um, also of course patrick troughton became the doctor in november now that um,
3: that interesting bonfire night
1: yeah, first,
3: his first yes. episode was bonfire mm-hmm. night, wasn't it, it obviously the tenth planet would have been mm-hmm. in october Mm, what fascinates mm. me about all that and you and you set everything about doctor who that you know and you realize that william hartnell less than three years from Mm, 63 mm. november 63 to october 66 i always Mm. and and you think of how many episodes they made in that three-year time Mm. and you know you think of ian and barbara being around forever and it's about it's about 14 months it's Mm. It's not a great deal of time at all. It 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 fascinates me that that we have this idea. I mean, in my head, I mean, I grew up. You know, this era was epic, and it's all over in the blink of an eye. It's all it's it's, it's sort of less. It's almost not. It's not quite as short as as some of the modern ones. But it's when you say about you know, and it feels like one's only just arrived and they're off again. Yes. It, it, yeah, it, it must have yeah. felt a bit like that with old Hartnell, really. <laughs> okay. and even, yeah. and even tra- I think *Troughton* is actually only two and a half years in terms of yeah. transmission. You know, it,
2: yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's
3: an incredibly short amount of time, really, and and yet you consider the amount of episodes they churned out in that time, and the amount they threw in
1: the yeah. bin. <laughs> um, yes. but let's I mean, not dwell. Let's not dwell. Well, um, uh, other other se- other new series in '66 include uh softly softly oh, yes. uh, the frost report all gas and gators um, Adam Adamant it's a knockout it's a knockout as well, um, right, well yes. and the monkeys the batman Star trek yeah. um dark shadows mm. uh, all your so, favorites yeah. all in
3: one handy little year if that was the if yeah. that, would that be the year you would go back to if you could uh uh-huh. well we didn't get Where Star else? Trek till sixteen. It was finished, did we? We didn't get it till yes, it well over, yes. so we wouldn't have got it here. You'd have to go back to sixties America, and I'm not sure necessarily that's the <laughs> would have been the yeah. would be the happiest place to be.
1: No, because yeah. no.
3: you'd get drafted
1: <laughs> on the on the 25th of December. The final episode of Thunderbirds was shown on really ITV. So it's
3: mm. well last. Oh
1: Last of the run, I guess.
3: I would have thought Thunderbirds was slightly later than that. Because, again, full colour, you yeah. see. So, yeah. You know, wow. My um, Stingray was color before it as well, wasn't it? So,
1: yeah. yeah. We will get to music, but um, I, I also found whilst I was doing... <laughs> I'm going to n- nick, nick films, this ten minutes
3: off you and put it in my show, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I also got a few films from 66. We've got... Um, uh, blow up right uh, um alfie, alfie um the brides of fu manchu carry on screaming uh cul-de-sac the roman polanski film mm. daleks invasion earth mm. 2150 um the, dead, the, the deadly bees the deadly uh, bees bees yeah right. um there's apparently one called Don't Look Now We're Being Shot At, which I first read as Don't Look Now, but that's, that's a few years later. Yeah. Um, Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Right. Uh, Fahrenheit 451. Okay. Uh, Funeral in Berlin. That's one of those. Len Dayton. Yes. Ones with yes. Michael Caine.
3: Harry Palmer. Uh,
1: yeah, Georgie Girl. The Great St Trillian's Train Robbery. Yeah. Um,
3: so so, so some bank holiday perennials in that lot, really. Yes. But, but yes. nothing you would say is... A, is uh, I suppose blow up might be considered a classic, but uh, I mean, not. Uh, mm. It's difficult to say what is a classic and what isn't. I mean, you could argue that Saint Trinian's mm. is, is a classic, but it's not yes. necessarily. Yeah. A, it's not. It's not one of these things that film
1: critics talk about at great length, is it? No, no. But then,
3: you know, it's not. It's not Citizen Kane, is it? Let's be fair. It's not Citizen. But then
1: Kane. The, the other night, I watched um, Who's That Girl, the Madonna film from 1987, which oh, had yes. um, like awful reviews at the time, and I'm sure it is pretty awful, but. I very much enjoyed it i, I certainly wasn't boring
3: <laughs> oh well you see i i can watch where eagles dare till it comes out of my ear and uh, and you wouldn't say that's
1: necessarily the classiest film I've ever yeah, made, yeah. of course jolly good jolly good fun oh, um one million years bc 66 plague of zombies that's yeah. um uh, hammer uh the witches i think that's another hammer
3: great escaping around then was that a bit
1: late like... uh the Sorry, I keep throwing you these curveballs. No, it's not on my list anyway. So it must be around that time then. But uh, anyway, let's get on to music.
3: Oh yes, I remember now. <laughs> why, 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 why we? When uh, I was setting
1: yes. this all up, I, I saw links to these other things. I thought, well, I can't. I have to mm. mention it. But we will start with with facts, though. Um,
3: well, you can you can always splice that bit off and put it at the end. <laughs> Oh, it's fun. It's all the magic. The magic of editing, don't you Our know? listeners are
1: very adaptable. They, they, they know they know not to expect the same thing twice. <laughs> um, apparently, on the 14th of January 1966, young singer David Jones changes his last name to Bowie to avoid confusion with Davy Jones of The, the Monkeys. Monkey. Uh, wow. Davy Jones' locker. hat um... Um, the animals appear for a fifth time on the Ed Sullivan Show on sixth of February, um, singing "We Got to Get Out of This Place." Um, wow.
3: They're not—they're not
1: Animal quackers. No, they? they're not. No. All <laughs> uh, um, the bananas. No, and I, I've just—I just received a, 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 a gift from a friend, which was an Animal quackers album. So, I'm um, oh, still
3: young enough to get gifts. Well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> I, I get socks now. Oh, well,
1: um, yeah. And I think I buy them myself. <laughs> um, the, the 4th of March is when John Lennon spoke to the Evening Standard and said his quote about being the band being more popular hey, than Jesus.
3: Uh, more popular than uh, Fred and Ginger. Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: what else have we got? Um... Apparently, on the 6th of March, 5,000 Beatles fans signed a petition urging Harold Wilson to reopen Liverpool's Cavern Club. I didn't realise it was closed that soon.
3: Crikey, you you imagine if they'd had
1: Twitter? Yeah. Then? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Paul. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hashtag Paul. I think you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think that's you, actually, John. <laughs> uh, Moving on.
1: I was having a bit of a, a listen to some Beatles yesterday when I was uh, when oh, I yes. was playing with my but it was it was from 69 so um oh, all right um, what
3: well, what you I'm, I'm I'm still I'm still very fond of Revolver. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I've, I think I've got that on well I've it's one of those things where I, I would have had it on tape back in the 80s and I've, I've got it on CD mm. but I've also got it on vinyl now. So. Mm
3: and Rubber sole, Rubber sole. Oh, and yes, one. The, the one, yes the ones with the R so- the R one Rubber
1: Soul ten, I tend to say that Rubber Soul is my favourite one but that's only because I like to be difficult but uh, um, <laughs> uh, I do like a lot of Rubber sole. well I like all of Rubber Soul uh, precisely um, that's the thing but um,
3: but they'd have been forgotten by now wouldn't they they'd have been gone yeah. and dusted because we're in 66 yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: is this the year of Silent <coughs> Pepper
1: Ah well, Sergeant, Pe- Sergeant Pepper's sixty-seven. So um, oh right, so so it might be it might be the era of revolt. Yeah, it's, it's the era of revolt. Actually, I have found um, I, later. I, I want to mention So we don't usually talk about the albums too much of of, mm-hmm. of these 60s years because there isn't that much information. But I did find. Um, a, 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 a few link, I, it, well I'll, I'll talk about that in a moment but um, I, before we go on to the actual songs um, Fame's Birth in 66 um, <laughs> we have uh, Rick Astley we have child we have Lisa Lisa Stansfield um, child um, we have Shirley Manson of Garbage um Sunita, and we also have Wendy James of Transvision Vamp. So.
3: You see, I just think of all these as very young women, but of course they were when they had <laughs> yeah, their hits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Of course, I'm also d- deeply jealous. that They've all been far more successful than me, and they're now they're now everybody who you mentioned is younger than me, and that's really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> if I, I had more time, and I still made a mess. Oh. Well done.
1: Oh. Oh, right. Um, let's... Get to some actuals.
3: It's one of the reasons, actually. That, that, strangely enough, is one of the reasons why I've got a lot of respect for Bonnie Langford. Mm-hmm. Only because we're more or less not quite simultaneous, but not, not, we're about a couple of weeks apart. You yeah. Know? And and I always think, well, she's done a lot more with her life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh you're, catch, you're so catching you're catching up. So therefore who am I to critic, who am I to criticize? You're catching up now though with all the podcasts. <laughs> You've done more podcasts mm. than she's done in the last year, I can tell you. Uh,
3: <laughs> I wouldn't know that. Um either. Right. For all I know she has she has
1: like three of them running. Oh, right. she, she might did. do. Mm. Um, right, so got bored ju- got bored during lockdown, to set up a podcast <laughs> well, like a, a, lot of, a lot of <laughs> a lot of the the, the actors are um mm. So, number ones in the UK of 1966, our first one is uh, the Spencer Davis Group, Keep On Running. Uh,
3: oh, right. Now you see that, straight away, classic, mm. absolute classic, knock it out of the park, classic. But the Spencer Davis Group sounds like a, t- a, t- a group of solicitors. Y- yes, yeah. It really does, it sounds like this is where you're going to go to get your accounts done, or, this is where or, if, or if someone's suing you, or... I don't know. It's, just, it's it's not the it's not the kind of bad name you, name you, you generally pick.
1: First. And I, d- I don't think. Oh, they were formed in Birmingham in 1963, and um, I didn't realise that Steve Winwood was one of the Spencer Davis Group. So. Oh, okay. Um, so so uh, uh, he he though he left in 1967 to form Traffic. Mm. Um, so he didn't stick around. No, I was wondering what other. What other hits they had? Because um, obviously, yeah, keep on running. I, I can, um, I can sing without prompting. But well, I'm not. I'm not going well, to. Absolutely. But, uh, and and no, no you might not. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually.
0: Keep on running. Keep on running. <laughs> oh, no.
1: uh, um, oh, they had. I wish my throat was holding up today. I could have done that. Probably. <laughs> um, they. <laughs> It, they actually had well it looks like they actually have another They, most of their hits are in 66 so we may I won't say too no, much right. but we may come back to them um, indeed but uh, uh, yeah they had single. they'd had singles in 65 which hadn't done especially well and they had who were the ones who you know they, uh, they everybody
3: wants to rule the world came out as everyone wants to run the world yes yeah is it Tears,
1: tears for Fear that's right yes yeah
3: Uh, And you kind of think, did any of the 60s bands do any of that? You know, we've we've had Keep On Running, so why don't we have, oh, oh, the football's keep on kicking, (laughs) keep on for the World Cup. You know, that was successful, we'll do it again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
1: actually, keep on fouling. It it depends on record labels and who wants to. um, uh, Different eras, mm, I suppose. um, Spencer Davis Groove had their last top 10 hit in 67 with I'm a Man, Mm -hmm. which got to number nine. But um, all is that I'm a man, I'm a man, but my mother won't admit no, not it? Sure. Or is that I'm different? Not sure. or was that the is that the key? All of their all of their sixty um, six singles did well, uh, but uh, yeah, they they lasted.
3: But the new year turned and suddenly everyone forgot they existed. <laughs> yeah,
1: they had two floppish singles in sixty seven, by which time Steve Winwood had gone to Traffic. Mm. So. Uh, it,
3: so we're starting to see where the strength of this band. is. Yeah, yeah,
1: quite. But I don't. know. Yeah, I wonder if that was. <laughs> Let's look at the evidence. If that was before or after he left. But, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, keep on running only lasted one week at number one, but uh, um, less. But but stuck stuck in our hearts yes. forever. Our next number.
3: It's a, it's a timeless classic because <laughs> everybody has to run sometimes, yes. uh,
1: even if they don't want to. <laughs> um, even if they grow out yeah, of it, even field. if it's only because they're at school, <laughs> Oh, they're young, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: Obviously, that uh, that chap doing the fundraising last year—he wasn't running, did, but well done, when, to him,
1: Captain did, Tom. Or whatever. Do you remember people going to the gym when you were when you were young? I don't remember anybody in the nineties going to the gym. Um, no, no we're, but we're, I think people had uh,
3: the game, as we call it, the Gaim. Apparent,
1: apparently, people um, did go to the gym, but they weren't amongst my set of friends.
3: Well, the thing is, I, I, historically, I, this is the kind of strange and peculiar thing. I'm sure people who did sports mm. or did boxing yes. went to yes. gyms. But the interesting thing to me is that nobody, as far as you knew, you knew that we had a gym at mm. school, mm. obviously. Every school had a gymnasium. Yes. Yeah. But that was probably the only time we even engaged with such a yeah. thing. It really was. But... Um, but gyms were really quite sweaty places where boxers yes, went, generally, generally. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't really recall it I mean, I, I don't. I suspect it's to do with disposable income as much as anything maybe, you know, the cult of the well, whatever the cult of the uh, the narcissist of the yeah. end of days yeah. but, uh, no, I don't know well, certainly, no, it's it's not something that that, that we were very the, much aware the, of
1: I mean, they must have existed the nearest I got to it was in the noughties um, but it was more of a swimming pool. But I tried to go to the swimming pool mm. before work. But uh, and, and it was like the the Victoria Leisure Centre near Victoria Station in, on my way to work. And um, the trouble is that they kept they put a load of the um, different lanes for f- really fast swimmers, and there was only about three of them. Mm. And then everybody else was stuck in this slower lane, and some of the people were very slow. And you ended up doggy paddling just. Because yeah. it was like a traffic jam, you weren't swimming mm. You were just yeah, treading water because people were very slow. Um, so it came. Mm.
3: It's a very, very, very thin person's. <laughs> yeah. Oh you know. yes, yeah. But no, I don't know. No, I know. Yeah, i not not
1: really. It's not really my world. Mm. But, you mm. know. Um, well, our next number one lasted a little bit longer for three weeks. It was the Overlanders. Um, and it was Michelle, and this was a cover of the song Michelle by the Beatles from Rubber Soul mm. from the previous year. Um, wow. Overlanders. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if I but
3: that that sounds like a, it does sound like a model of car. It? It's kind of a four wheel
1: drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think
3: again, it's interesting band names. I, I, I often wonder what you know, you, you know, a thing where people have children and they name them a thing mm. like
1: Paul or, or
3: you know or whatever. Uh, and you kind of think, what was it about
1: that small lump of person
3: that you thought, that's a Paul? <laughs> uh,
1: well, I, I also find that, I, I don't know, the, I think if, if, if you're a Paul, and speaking from my own personal uh, view, if, if you're a Paul, you, you definitely have a predilection to like uh, Paul McCartney because mm. you're both Pauls. Um, mm. I remember my brother uh, being a Graham. Was very fond of Graham mm. Coxon from Blur, and, and you know, right. So I think um, okay. uh, maybe it's just a. But you're going
3: to say Graham Garden. <laughs>
1: <for some laughs> maybe it's yeah. just, well, no, he's a bit too young to be to be known who Graham Garden was. Of course, there are, yeah. the, there are those two spellings. Uh, yes, the, uh, yeah. the greem yeah. there's the greem or the Graham. Yeah, mine's a gra- mine's a Graham. At, uh, Graham. At, uh, I'm not sure how my parents picked that particular spelling, but. Uh, uh, mm. uh,
3: it is just interesting because I, I I don't know how many bands you know you, you must have to think everything must sound stupid I mean even the you know when they sat there and go should we call ourselves the Rolling Stones and everyone went Dad a mysterious name my stupid name that is and and now it's kind of iconic but at the time everyone just thought we oh, don't got anything else
1: yeah well,
3: I mean was it Queen isn't it they was Smile mm, yeah you yeah. know and you kind of think yeah I don't think Smile's greatest hits would have Quite cut it in the same yeah.
1: way. I don't yeah. know. I've looked into it a bit more about um, Michelle. Apparently, at the same time, um, the the singers David and Jonathan did a cover version, and they and their version was oh. produced by George Martin um, and featured arrangements by Tony Hatch. So they were, and, and they were, they. I think Lennon and McCartney even wrote a, a David and Jonathan song. So, so their version was probably a, lot, a more legitimate. Um, sort of mm. you would have thought that would be the one that ha- would have done one out of the two but uh, popular girl this I Michelle guess, yeah. got
3: around a bit At, uh, everybody everybody liked her they're all trying to impress yeah them. I think
1: um, um, they, oh apparently apparently um, their version got to number 11 so it wasn't a complete flop no. but weird that you'd have two versions and neither of them being the Beatles uh,
3: do you think I think I, one of those things about buying records is: Do you think though someone just went in and saw it was Michelle and went home with the wrong one?
1: Yes. It's possible.
3: <laughs> which which says, oh dear, we know, we know we shouldn't say that. That, that, that says, that's casting aspersions <laughs> on poor Michelle. <laughs> uh,
1: well, you would have thought you'd have you'd have gone for the George Martin produced version um, uh, over the and two. Did, and I think
3: people look at labels that closely, the, or do they just go, "That's that, sure. that's it"? Uh, I, mean, I don't know. And I it's, think
1: it's, c- packaging is everything. That's the. I thing. thought David and Jonathan had. I'm think i must be confusing them with somebody with somebody in gordon and something or other because they hadn't yeah, had no. a they they hadn't had a any hits before there well, michelle so
3: it, it is kind of that's always the strange thing isn't it you know that when you're performing under a name like yeah
1: you know, uh, uh
3: to david and jonathan mm. you kind of you can't really copyright that forever because there's
1: going to be another david there's going to be another jonathan yeah. You know, there was definitely you know, it, a, a very similar-sounding um, duo around the time that the Beatles... Mm. I'm sure some of the early Beatles songs were written for a male duo. World Without Love, mm. also. I'm sure... Uh, We've well, got your Peter, Paul and Mary. Yeah, right yeah. Well. But, uh, oh, anyway... Um, Rod Jane and Freddie. Well, um... We've got a theme. We have. Got- I can see we're only three songs in to the number ones, yeah. but I can see a theme. Well, almost if we forget okay. Michelle, um, I've <laughs> we had keep on running, but now we have these boots mm. are made for walking. Uh, ah, and um, that did that did pretty well. That was number one for four weeks. Mm. So these sandals na- are made for spelching, desert walking. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: was uh, These these slippers are made for sitting in your living room.
1: So that was Nancy Sinatra. I think we we Uh, dipped into Nancy Sinatra's um, career on one of the live episodes when we were wiki-wandering back in the summer. mm -hmm. Uh,
3: Yes, and of course, uh, famously, um, You Only Live Twice
1: mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, was sung by Nancy Sinatra. Yeah, that did did well, but... I don't think it was... Which I believe we did in a
3: conversation we had about James Bond films once upon a time.
1: <laughs> yes. We
3: shall plug that. Yeah. We shall plug that. It's a good one. It's a good it's one. We should go back and listen to it's that. It's
1: worth doing. I was looking at some of the downloads um, just randomly from yesterday and they they were, they were spanned from, like, episodes from 2016 and right up to episodes in between. You know, so oh, it's not a... Uh, I don't think... Bit of, Pot- plug. Yeah. bit of a plug. I mean, I'm not in any of them. But Pot- That's why it's worth... Dan. But uh, Once you once you get to this... Uh, this is me being my wise old. Once you get to uh, oh. hundreds of episodes of A to Z hundreds. of TV, you'll find people are downloading uh, the whole range or episodes you released three years ago, just as much as they are the ones you just released. Don't
0: they sound young? Don't they sound young? You never
1: know, really <laughs> Oh <dear>. Um... <laughs> Well, of course, with with clip, yeah, I, I can say that when when I put clips of Sutton Park on episodes, because I, d- I definitely do sound young then. But then that's thirty years ago. Some of those. Yes, so. um, it's all the fags though, in it it? <laughs> yeah, I just maybe, yeah, I, I just recorded it the other day. It's not really from 1992, but they don't tell anyone.
3: <laughs> you just you just change the bits. Yes, something Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not really a forty a day, habit,
1: Honestly. <laughs> Uh, the, well, our next number one, um, we're in March now. Oh, OK. Um, another number one that was for four weeks, and another one you're going to recognise The Sun Ain't Going to Shine Anymore by the Walker Brothers.
3: Ah, my theme tune. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. The, the sun will. Yeah, I live, I live in Derbyshire, Paul. <laughs> yes. when we do actually spend most of the year thinking the sun will never shine anymore. And then when when the sun does shine, everybody
1: goes outside, and you don't want to go outside because there's too many people about. Oh yes, yeah. tell me about it. Um, well, the 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 well, the, you're going to recognise the the name of the the people who were number one after the Wolf mm. Brothers, because um, I, I said I would not want to say too much because we have the Spencer Davis Group again.
2: Oh, um, good old Spencer, so,
1: so. the opticians. <laughs> Yes, um, somebody, somebody help me. is called. Helps. But uh, I don't think it's as well known as "Keep on Running." I, I, I was about
3: to literally about to say to you. It seems that everything in 1966 has become iconic and memorable, and every single track. You know, and then, then you mention one that isn't. So that, yeah. that's that theory disproven. Yeah. Well done, us for making <laughs> assumptions. Yeah. Well done, me for assuming. But,
1: but only two weeks, which possibly explains it. Well, uh, no, you, you're, you're going to recognise the next one, though. Okay. Um, because, uh, and this is one of those ones that might surprise you that it only lasted for one week. Mm. It is You Don't Have to Say You Love Me by Dusty Springfield. That is so, a surprise, actually.
3: Yeah. Did, it, did it make any kind of comeback later? Or? Uh, not that
1: I can see, but yeah. who knows how long it took to get there. Because
3: that, again, it, you know, of, of an era... You know, I suppose you know it's it's a bit like downtown as well, isn't it? They they kind of evoke a time, and you kind of and they all. I suppose the fact is that they get put on soundtracks because they're not too intrusive. They're not lift music, but they're they're sort of they are sort of sombre, so you can put them over. Oh, you know, people. Blowing up cars and things, yeah. and people, you know what I mean. It, it, yeah. it It's uh, it, they are so iconic, these tunes, really. But, um, but it is surprising that in terms of just chart time, you know, because obviously they are now, I mean, you know, where are we? What, 50? How, how old am I? Oh, yeah, they are, <laughs> they are, you know, 50 odd years sort of in the consciousness. And so, but you would think they were around a lot longer. That is surprising.
1: I, I don't, I don't know why, but when I saw that it was number one I, I was almost surprised that it was one of her well no, it wasn't I, a cover hmm. well I, I kind of thought it would have been that that one was a just the, the style of song it fits more with 64, 65 I was kind of surprised that that, that one was I don't know I, know I think we established that she started she started solo in 64 um, but I, I just in my head it was one of the earlier hits rather than I, mean, I do. I do, still early, a, but,
3: uh, I do have a collection of hers somewhere.
1: Yeah, on a yeah. shelf somewhere. Yeah, I, but, I, uh, I do. Actually, I was list- I was looking just the other day to see if there was a, a decent vinyl greatest hits that I could buy to add to my my vinyl collection. But uh, um, I found sort of albums, but um, not. I mean, obviously, you can go to second-hand stores. I'm I, I'm trying mostly. I'm trying to buy new copies though because. You don't know what you're getting if you get second-hand ones sometimes. But um, Well, our next number one was for three weeks, and this is one of my... I enjoyed this when I had it on a, a, a number ones of the 60s tape when I was much younger. Um, it's Pretty Flamingo by Manfred Mann.
3: I bought, a few years ago, I bought a CD of, of Manfred Mann uh, because there was a song that for years I hadn't a clue who it was by. I remembered the lyric very clearly. And it just, you know, it's that sort of pre-internet before you just realise you could actually just type in the words and, oh, you'd find it out immediately. And I found out that this song was by Manfred Matt. And, yeah, Mm. again, such a lot of actual tracks that are familiar. You know, I would never have been able to sort of do it the other way around. If someone had said a a track name, I wouldn't have known it was by Manfred Matt. Mm. But the other way around it's kind of like you sort of look at a list of Manfred Mann songs. And
0: you
1: think, oh yeah, crikey, there's there's some real belters in there. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I think we, as, if you if you recall back when we did '64, uh, Manfred Mann were having some hits, and and um, but most of them were sort of like five four three two one or mm. or all sort of. Um, Sounds rather than sentences. It does
3: actually. I mean, not not wanting to be, you know, because I I, I try and keep these things light, but what does interest me about that is of the 60s bands that had longevity, Mm. you've got the Stones, the Beatles, and possibly Status Quo, you know, that actually had hits in however many decades. I mean, the Beatles obviously only had hits in the 60s because, you know, Mm. but their
1: performers sort of kept going kind of the the, the the kinks are weird because they, they were almost more famous in America in the 70s mm. and the 80s mm. um, and I'm not sure when I talk to, to American friends I, I'm not sure how much of the 60s stuff is that mm. well known mm. um, that it's the 70s songs mm. or the 80s songs but it just American says something
3: about that. a band like Manfred Mann that could be huge for three mm. years it just shows how fickle the public are really. Mm. three or four years and then sort of fizzle out and not happen again if you see what I the Path. Uh,
1: there's that seventies version of the Manfred Man Earth Band or something. No, which yeah. I think is but I think I think that's it's almost like the seekers and the new seekers and yeah. it's, it's it's probably different a different lineup and.
0: Mm. No, um, it's
3: just intriguing but, to me that you, you, yeah. you can have this thing where everyone's buying their stuff for. And, then, and do they just have one hit and everyone... Or, or is it literally that people just go, nah, they're old now. But then that didn't happen with bands like the Stones or the Beatles. You know, they just... I mean, again, to even be able to have hits in seven consecutive years in is, is,
1: in of itself, an achievement. Well, looking at um, the facts here, um, Paul Jones was mm. the vocalist on a lot of their earlier songs, but in... Um, July 1966, Jones was replaced by Mike Darbo right. and the group switched labels to Fontana. Mm. I think that may mean that by the time of Pretty Flamingo, I'm not sure if that's a Paul Jones one or whether that's a. Mm. Um, the, the voice in my head. Uh, the, the voice s-
3: sounds still very does, original.
1: It does sound. Mm. It does. Yeah, uh, but that must have been probably one of the last ones. If it is him, um, Pretty
3: Flamingo. Does it's um. Okay. Yeah. Uh, does it have any kind of uh, provenance? I mean, what, what, what's pretty? Which which is the flamingo? Where did they see it? <laughs> is it was it was it the name of a person? Was it they just happened to like someone's plastic garden flamingo? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, or literally, they just like bird watching. Yeah. Is it metaphorical? Is it is it deep? Is it deep, Paul? Is it deep and I don't understand it? That's what it is. I'm showing my ignorance.
1: Apparently, some some of the lyrics. Um, uh, oh, it's uh, not about it,
3: drugs, is it?
1: Paul? It was ba- based on a girl who lived above a parking lot in his neighbourhood, right. called Flamingo. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. It's not the best. It's hey, the, Flamingo, the most get over it. <laughs> It's not for bingo or ringo. It's it's not the most uh, it's not the most pithy of anecdotes mm. as to why lovely Rita, but, um, Rita May. Uh, Yeah. Uh um yeah. Um, looking at the early, a lot of their the hits between sixty four and sixty six were all mm. top tens or near enough. And then um, the new lineup was a bit more. I think they seemed like they were doing Dylan covers. Mm -hmm. They did Just Like a Woman, which Mm -hmm. I think is the Dylan one. And semi-detached suburbanist Mr. James. Uh, Ha Ha Said the Clown. Oh, Mighty Quinn was another number one for them in 68, but we're giving it away now. Pretend you haven't heard that, listeners. Um, I do like the Mighty Quinn, uh, actually, weirdly. Uh, Because that'll be one that actually made my sister's record collection,
3: so... And well, yeah. once we get into my oh, sister's record t- collection era, all, all bets are
1: off. Yeah. yeah, they did continue throughout to the end of the 60s yeah. having Top no. 10 hits. But, um, maybe,
3: maybe I was doing them an injustice um, earlier. But I'm, al- I'm always amazed, though,
1: that you, know, you say that last year's model can be so quickly dropped. Yeah. You know? yeah. um, well, our next number mm. one is... Oh, again, you're going to be surprised because it's another really famous one that was only number one for a week. Uh, a one-week wonder? Uh, w- we're, in, we're, into, we're into late May here, okay. and it's uh, painted black by the, the Rolling Stones. Right. Um, that is surprising. At, uh, considering how often I, oh, guess, no, use I don't
3: know. You see, I, I, it's a funny thing about the Stones. I don't really associate them with singles. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, maybe that's, again, that's just, I mean, they must have had singles to obviously do what they did. But I don't really think of them as a singles band. I kind, of, I kind of feel... It feels like... Painted Black always feels like an album track to me.
1: I feel, I feel like they may have stopped bothering with singles a bit yeah. in, the late, in the very late 60s, early 70s. Or mm. well, they certainly weren't. Um, well, I think the music business I, I sh- I sh- changed
3: after Sgt Pepper, quite frankly. It became yeah. about the album, didn't it? Very, much. Or maybe yeah. not, I'd say after Sgt Pepper. But um, mm. it, you know, around the time... Sergeant Pepper, yeah. things like the uh, Beach Boys, what was it, Pet Sounds and all that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. well, things mm-hmm. were starting to shift more towards long players. Yes. <laughs> well, right. the,
1: our, next, the our LP. next number one.
3: is a new LP here. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, without, I don't, I'm not playing it at the right speed, but uh, we'll do what we can. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yes.
1: Moving on. Well, well we've gone from, from the Rolling Stones to completely you know, sublime. Well, you couldn't be more more different, really, um, although a very famous name. For three weeks, we have Frank Sinatra, Strangers in the Night.
3: Wow. Now, you uh, see, that is is a real uh, statistical anomaly amongst all the other 60s. Was there a reason why that would have suddenly... Was there a film or something yeah, that would suddenly... I was going have, to look... Because it feels really um, out of left field, that in 1966, doesn't it? I mean, it wouldn't have done
1: necessarily in 63. Looking at the other, um, all the other so- songs we've got to come, there's only one other exception, where it's somebody you think, oh, well, why is that there? Um, everybody else is young and hip and... Maybe he was Tory, um, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to see on the Wikipedia if it... Um, oh, just a minute, I can... It's just, uh, it just
3: surprises me, that. You know, it, it, it sort of... It, it's not what you would expect. Just among just if you if you'd done you know a, a compilation of all the tracks all the hits of nineteen sixty six, you wouldn't have expected that slap bang in the middle. You
1: know. Apparently, uh, the, um, it had been used uh, an instrumental version of it had been used in a film called A Man Could Get Killed. but ah, okay. I'm, I'm not sure. But um, I'm not sure why lyrics were added to it. No. Um, but, uh, okay. It. Um,
3: well, Sinatra, you know, I mean, he was popular. Don't get me wrong. It, I mean, he was still very, you know, huge. But, but I would, I generally, I mean, I know the sort of early 60s, 50s. Really, you would think he was doing that sort of pop charts. I mean, that's because in America they had different kinds of charts, didn't they? From what I remember, you know, there was a, there were kind of not easy listening charts, but sort of a different market kind of thing. So and it, it so it surprises me that just in we I, I suppose over here we had the chart but it does
1: surprise me that apparently uh, when he does dooby dooby doo, that that was him his improvisation as the song phased to an end forgot the doobie doobie do What that, was that, I supposed I say doobie doobie do that, that's where Scooby, the name of Scooby doo came from doobie right? doobie do But... Yeah. I don't think I can read. I don't know if I can. I can I read this? What it'll. Well, let's just. I, I don't want to put this on its on its on, on explicit ratings for this episode. But apparently Sinatra despised the song. Ah. um He called it a a piece of s h i t, and okay. the worst effing song I've ever heard. Right. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, uh, not 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 a fan. It, no, uh, I
3: made him a few bob though. So you know. Yes, yeah. I'm just trying to think when. No, it was because no, um, Ocean's Eleven was earlier than '66, though. Sure. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Sure. Anyway, I to... have to look that up.
1: Anyway, uh, back. Hopefully, the next song mm. was was more liked by its uh, by its performance. Yeah. Well, it's. I think we've discussed this before. In that it, um, it's one of my favourites. I think you you said it's one of your favourites. Um. Um. For two weeks, paperback writer by the Beatles, um, and uh, from wait, is that from Revolver? N- uh, or from Rubber Souls? Well, I think that's from I think that's the single that that was released at the same time as Revolver, right. which, but it is, but isn't on Revolver. Um, um, Bet
3: that was a disappointment when you went to the record shop. I've got to buy two.
1: <laughs> yeah, How else would we be millionaires? A lot of those, a lot of those bands. Uh, yeah, I don't know if, for instance, I don't know if Paint It Black is on an no. album, or whether that was uh, the out, no. the single that.
3: that it's th- on my compilation one, Paul.
1: Yes, <laughs> apparently it's on the US version of Aftermath. Uh, well, um, that,
3: that has seemed to happen a lot, tra- actually. The US versions
1: they got the yes. track
3: that we didn't. I mean, yeah. I think that even happens with. Uh, was it under pressure? Years mm. later, so you know. Mm. Um, but uh, no, oh, paperback writer. Why? Why do you like it?
1: Out of interest. Because I always wanted to be a paperback writer.
3: But I just think I, the, I, like I, it. I, I, I love the opening to it. I just think you know, yeah. and it has, has yes, yeah. an energy. It's a, it's a song that has real, actual energy in it.
1: Well, I also think the the lyrics are um, poet poetry. Well, oh, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. one of the few songs that I you know I can quote mm. quote. It's been a hard
3: yeah. day's night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need are. a job and I want to be a paperback writer.
1: <laughs> yes. Please, sir, or man, uh, you read my book, yes, it appears absolutely. to write. But I Can just you think
3: you actually, what it is, is it's it's incredibly, you know that white heat of technology thing that's going on, but but there's, that, there's a real urban energy. And, you, know, you talk about urban music decades later, but I feel that Paperback writer has a real urban urgency to it, an energy to it, and I just think it's a... Even if you take out the lyrics, it's just a fabulous piece of music, you know. But obviously the lyrics add another contemporary edge to it, and I think that's the other thing. It's very... I I hate to use the expression, but it's very now, if you see what I mean. I know it's because it's 50-odd years ago, but it feels very of the moment it was sort of touching the zeitgeist if you like and i think that's a fascinating thing about that song. it's the same with help actually i think help does the same thing there's a there's a very now because sort of after this period the beatles do start to get more ethereal and more sort of you know go off into the different kind of surrealism but at that point they were just they were really, really sharp and on the. You you get that sort of sixties. You know what I mean when these people talk about the sixties and the and the vibrancy of life in London and and London being the centre of the world, Carnaby Street. You do feel that those songs from that sort of period really touch that somehow.
1: Yeah, you know, maybe people were because when I was naming our 1964. Episode. I I decided to say the year, the the the, uh, the year the world got groovy because when you think about it, a lot of the songs in '64 are starting to be the beginning of, but by '66 you'd have been a lot more aware. I would mm. have thought uh, that, that that this was a you know this new this music was um, the, the sort of a bit like the the '90s the uh, mid-90s where with Britpop, where people became aware that actually there's a lot of these bands around. But, but
3: in context, fit, fit into this the scene. world has changed, hasn't it? Even in the space of that yeah. two or three years, the world yeah. and and people's attitudes and they, they let it all hang out or whatever. Uh, the, you can sense, you can almost sense the sort of, the, the I always say the teenage takeover, but you know what I mean? The young have, have taken a grip on post-war London and suddenly its energy it's alive that vibrancy that whole um what's the photographer david bailey and all that sort of all that energy that all that follow-up that you that people talk about the se- 60s 60s <laughs> the 60s <laughs> to... is all sort of encapsulated in in that that sort of music you know and it's it's also amazing to me that how quickly that sort of thing fades i mean really the 60s carried on till 72 73 and really the 50s carried on till 64 you know and, and like I say that the fact that Sinatra can still chart still means these anomalies happen but but that that bubble of what people think of as the 60s actually didn't really get going until you know past halfway through the decade
1: you know my mum would only have been 22 in 66 but she was already married and I think mm. they were living quite a square life really by yeah. but mm. you know quite a, a sort of I don't mm. think they were part of. I don't think they were part of the swinging, of swinging it's London. It's a right. square
3: world after all. No, well, I mean, a few people were. Again, there's this. I, I think there's an idea of what the 60s were like, and then there's yeah. what the yeah. 60s were like.
1: Um, well, moving on to uh, our next number one, very, very sort of apt as it came out in July. Another really famous one, The Kinks, "Sunny Afternoon," uh, for two weeks, but uh, perfect for summer's yeah. afternoon. Okay. Um. yeah it's it's
3: uh again I've, I've got some sort of i can't remember it's some sort of compilation i picked up years ago which was kind of like one of those petrol station compilations almost you know it's kind of like but it's all sort of summer tracks you know and it's it's right up there it may even have been called sunny afternoon I, I can't actually remember but it's uh but yeah and again it evokes you know, it really—it's interesting that someone might write, try and write a song now about sunshine, and it doesn't quite evoke summer, and it, it evokes an idea of summer that is very, very timeless.
1: Uh, a, a weird anecdote, probably of a of a, of a another King's song, which I don't think got to number mm-hmm. one, uh, but uh, it did well. Um, the first time I heard "Autumn Almanac" in in the late. 80s probably. Uh, mm. I I thought oh no. I thought it was a spoof. I thought it was something like Frank Sidebottom or something like that. Um, I didn't. Re- I, I'd never heard it before. <laughs> and when I found it, it was the Kinks. It was hearing mm. Autumn Almanac, which made me go and get my first Kinks compilation um, because mm. it was uh, it was just quirky and. <laughs> Is that one with the blue cover and the kind of Victorian... I can't cover? remember which
3: version I, I had. So many King's different... Collection, because that's the one I, I yeah, picked up about yeah. the same time, actually. Yeah. I, I had this, you know, one of these monthly things where you got a CD, if you bought, you got five yeah. free in the first thing, but then you had to buy one a month well, it, it was also
1: around the time that you know? Kirsty McColl had a hit with Days. Mm. Uh, I think um, mm. all, all around the same time sort of made me think, oh, I need to... Oh, that's, get, I need that's to a good song.
3: Is Thank you for the day. I did Once Upon a Time... Oh, God, I might be putting this on the record. I, I was thinking I might actually be seen <laughs> off in my box yeah. to days. I just wasn't sure whose version, yeah. but uh, thank you for the days, those endless days, those sacred mm. days you gave me. I thought, yeah, that's, that's a, it's a bloody yes. good funeral
1: song. Yeah. If you need one, well, obviously. depends <laughs> how long it takes. I'm hoping might, not for a leave, while. You might need <laughs> all three, you know, many versions as there are. It depends how, how long it takes. <laughs> mm. What to burn me. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think I'd go up like a bloody Roman (laughs) candle.
3: (laughs) i will have to have the fire. (laughs)
1: Is (laughs) a I don't
3: don't think I'm fireproof (laughs) by any stretch.
1: Oh, dear, oh, dear. Our our next number one is, for one week, um, Georgie Fame and the Blue Flames. Get away. What? Georgie Fame and the Blue Flames.
2: Mm.
3: That's interesting. I I would never have thought of him as an and Mm. I mean, I know Georgie
1: Fame. Yeah.
3: But yeah, the song sounds familiar. The title sounds familiar. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. Have, I would have just thought it was him. Maybe he <coughs> coughed over yes. their name for a few years. And
1: yeah, he'd already had a number one with Yeah Yeah in '65, <laughs> and um, he was going to have another number one, but I won't say when because we haven't reached it yet. So, ah.
3: uh, is Georgie Fame? it can't be his real name?
2: Um,
3: That's nominative determinism gone mad, <laughs> isn't it? But, you know. no. My name's Fame, so I'm going to be famous. Um, let me see. Uh, I see, you know, it's like me saying, my name's Holmes, so I'm going to be a great detective. <laughs>
1: yeah, it doesn't actually say that much.
3: Oh, sorry, I'm just lighting my pipe. It say, oh, just a
1: <laughs> the game's afoot. <laughs> Let me have a go. However, no, his birth name is Clive Powell. Um, Blimey, that's yeah. a stretch, isn't it? That's yeah. a leap.
3: Now, it's always that thing when you find out people's real names, you know, when, when, when you only know them as something else. It, yes. it, it, it always
1: surprises you. He's still alive, he's 77. Yeah. He's probably useful in hotels, then. Yeah, yes. um, our next number one for another one that's just for one week um, it's Chris Farlow Out of Time, which I, I, oh, really? I do know. I don't I say it's a favourite, but I do, know that. I, no. I do know that one. But I don't know much about Chris is Farlow. The, is that the kind of croony one? It's, 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 it's kind of big epic that, well, so. baby 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 we're out of time yeah baby, baby, yeah, baby,
3: yeah and it sort yeah. of like it, it, it feels sort of stadium filling
1: yeah
3: some ways it's, he's still it, alive as well
1: long. he's 80. <laughs>
3: well you know people people who were around around in the 60s are you yes. know
1: it's it's, uh, it's, uh, it's
3: unfortunate because we're about to i think we're about to hit a, a period where a lot of people who have been iconic mm. i mean uh, i mean connery last couple mm. of weeks I think, has been a shock to quite a lot of people's system. But unfortunately, you do realise these people are getting to those sort of ages. you mm. know some of them have been around a lot longer than you expect already.
1: Yeah. He did have other top 40 hits, but not massive hits. And fortunately, yeah. his Wikipedia page isn't structured so brilliantly. It's
3: funny, actually, because my, my mental image, and, then, and, and you're going to think this is weird, my mental image of Georgie Fame is George Layton. And I don't know why, but that's that's the, the face that comes to mind. I don't think... It, they, they probably don't even look anything like each other. But George Layton pops into my head when when, when you say Georgie Fame. It's kind of weird.
1: So, um, having having had Georgie Fame and Chris Farlow both at number one just for a week, we...
3: Fame and Farlow. You know, we're, we're, um, Bit ITV.
1: We're up to a band who I definitely know them, but I'm not right. sure. Do I know the song? I'm not sure. It's The Trogs with With A Girl Like You. Um, oh. for two weeks. Um, right, yeah. Well, If I heard it, I'd probably know it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, because the, the Trogs obviously known for Wild Thing and Love Is mm. All Around because of not necessarily so much even their version, but the, the wet, mm. wet, wet, wet version that was so pop- popular mm. in the 90s, but um, mm. Well, you, you say pop, <laughs> high chart high chart pop. Um, a lot th- of people bought Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh,
3: <laughs> I just remember trying to get out of the cinema before I heard the first note of it. <laughs> yeah. sort of. the
1: the um, it was only their second hit after Wild Thing. Mm. Wild Thing got to number two. Um, so it's sort of um, well, they had a single that didn't see the chart in '65 called Lost mm. Girl. I believe that they are sort of a local band, um or localish band to where I come from down in in yeah. Salisbury. They were from Andover, which is but I um the the other local the, band for local the the, the 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 other band that is sort of local to Salisbury is Davy David Ditch. Why do why yeah. do they <laughs> that, that, why do they have to be so confusing?
3: <laughs> well I think that's to do with they couldn't be called the doc sleepy happy yeah could be copyright <laughs> yeah, reasons yeah. um we'll probably have to cut that line
1: as well <laughs> well um we have another famous song um what two songs is a double a side for four weeks we have the beatles with um yellow submarine and eleanor rigby um ah. eleanor rigby definitely is an album track of revolver um as is Yellow Submarine, so that's breaking with tra- tradition of tending to have singles that weren't on albums. But uh, um, uh, well, how, It's interesting, because I think all the
3: school kids loved Yellow Submarine or, or didn't like Yellow Submarine for the same reason that they had to play it on yeah. the recorder or yeah. something. But the thing about it is, is Eleanor Rigby is such an iconic and such a good song. Mm. And it's something like two minutes ten. Mm. It's, it's so brief. Which is why he probably you couldn't put it out as a single on its own. Mm. But it's so brief. But it's just—it says so much. I and mean, it's you know again when you talk about poetry, you know Eleanor, Eleanor Rigby, and, he, and I even think that the just—I think the choice of instruments mm. on Eleanor Rigby mm. is is genius because it's it's so mournful, yeah. but but brilliantly so. It's a brilliant song. But,
1: brilliant. But on the other hand, I'm also um, a big supporter because of of. The songs that serious rock fans don't like, like Yellow Submarine or Octopus's Garden or Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Well, we all
3: loved Yellow Submarine, don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, I mean, they, they were all the Ringo tracks for a start. Aren't they? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Except for the Maxwell's.
3: In the town! Well, I got drunk. But, oh no, we'll have to change that
1: one, won't we? But, no. but when I was, because I was a um, young mm. person when I got into the Beatles, it was those songs mm. that, um, and I mean, not a Ringo one, but another one of that same sort of Maxwell Silver Hammer. To find there's a Beatles mm. song about a hammer that goes around killing people is absolutely awesome mm. when you're Again, about ten, ten years old. Um,
3: but they were the one, these were all the ones that were being played in schools. You know, this is the strange thing. I mean, people say, "Oh yeah, I remember playing Maxwell Silver Hammer
1: at school." And you think, yeah, and
3: you think about it, it's really a very brutal. Song.
1: <laughs> I, I'm sure I've said this before, but um, when I was at, at school, the a music teacher asked us to bring the song in and when I brought in Maxwell's Silver Hammer his eyes lit up I think because he was probably of the age Uh that he was a big Beatles fan would have been a big Beatles fan (laughs) at the time of Abbey Road sort of thing
3: the thing that always alarms me about school teachers when you realise when you get older is actually they were all about twenty-two, and they're only about yeah. Yeah. sort of five, six years older than you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it just comes as quite a shock when you realise actually we always thought they were all terribly old because they were the teachers. I mean, some of them were, yeah. Yeah. but some of these teachers were literally six, seven years older than you. You know, yeah, But I, I, you probably had teachers who were my, you know, the same age as me. Or yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Um, our next number one is just for one week, but it's. Mm. A, a, a relatively well known one again um uh, all or nothing by the small faces um, oh okay was, uh, yes no I do know that one yes, yes small faces that sort of period are relatively st- sort of straight laced sort of rock but mm. but the a year or two later they they've oh, they've 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 gone a lot more quirky and weird and uh, yeah, Ogden, Ogden again, Nut- Nutflake, um, i' I'll do not flake i
3: suspect. We, 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 the marching powder may have had something <laughs> to do with yeah. that—that was around in them days. But also, you know, it's um, I, I, people say that Sgt Pepper changed music. Mm. You know, whether that's true or not. But the the kind of music people, you know, it I, I, pop to a certain extent can be very conservative mm. because people want to. You know, they, that's been successful, so we'll do this I just think there was a transformation in '67, and yeah, so the kind of you know songs that were being written two years later were just completely Mm. different planet in many ways.
1: The um, their album "Ogden Nut Gone Flake" has has sort of Mm. sort of one side has the sort of singles and and more mainstream Mm. hits, but then on the B side, it's um, uh, all all weird characters and funny voices and um, Mm. all sorts. well, our next number one is... It's not our longest serving of 66, but it's its getting there. Mm. It was for five weeks, and this is the other one which I said, which it doesn't fit in with 66. Um, it's a name we've heard before, though. It's Distant Drums by Jim Reeves, Distant who I think we'd established had died back in 64. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, that, but that's,
3: that is actually quite... Yeah, it's it's out of left field that yeah. one, isn't it? And, and I say I've, I've said to you before that my dad was a big mm. Jim Reeves fan, so a lot of Jim Reeves um, music got played in our house. Um, but yeah, it, uh, that long after it seems again. You feel was it tied? Was it in a film? Was it tied into something? It it's, it does feel odd, and whether it was used as a sort of theme to a TV show or something, you know, it
1: doesn't uh, doesn't really say that. Uh, no. there was any real reason for it to um no, no, but no. um, or, um I mean, maybe people just liked yeah. it i mean you know it, it, it is sometimes as simple as that but it, it does seem apparently roy orbison that. had done a version of it in 63 mm-hmm. um, but i don't know that that was uh, what, what what was the actual time of the year for that? We, we're getting towards um sorry i'll just skip back um that was september that was September. Week, that was. Mm.
3: Um, so yeah, so the, the football thing would have happened. Yes. I don't think. I no, can't say it's not. It, it was. It wasn't the World Cup. Mm-hmm. i I'm mm-hmm. for, for some no, bizarre no, 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 no. reason. Or something. Mm. Nowadays, it'd be all. I mean, the what's it? World Cup team yeah. would be in the charts mm. forever with some yeah. thing.
1: Our next number one for three weeks. Uh, we've only got three left now. Um, okay. We've got reach out. I'll be there by the Four Tops. Um, okay, and then but fairly timeless, yeah, and, and then for two weeks, good vibrations by the Beach Boys. Ah,
3: <laughs> you, yeah, that's one for that's one for your your friend Ick to do. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I think that that one. I think he'll he'll knock that one out of the park, Paul. <laughs> he really, he'll. Yeah. You know, if, if only if he's doing the. Is it, is it is it is it a theremin? Is it actually a theremin in that?
1: Yeah, I like to think that uh, Brian Milton had been watching early episodes of Dark Shadows, um, and I thought, "Oh, we should use that. <laughs> we could use the theremin in uh, in one of my songs." But, well, the last number one of 1966 is also the biggest song of 1966, as far as the number of okay. weeks it was at number one for. Um, it was a number one. It was at number one for seven weeks. And um, right. it is our old friend Tom Jones with "Green Green Grass of Home." Joking.
3: <laughs> I mean, I understand. Again, another one of those evocative songs. Evocative. Is, is, was there a kind of massive nostalgia kick in late the late sixties, or or was it just that everybody, because they'd won the World Cup, went out and bought records, or what? That's. I don't
1: know. I mean, good vibrations. The the single the the number one before was is very sort of like. Maybe 67 uh, seems ahead of its time, but now he seems to have stepped back again.
3: But (laughs) Um, but that sandwich between Green Green Grass of Home and and Distant Drums, thats it's almost like there was some sort of Um, war between the the, uh, age groups going on.
1: (laughs) And it wasn't really even a... um, Apparently, his version isn't the the first version. Um, There was a... um, it was first recorded by singer jo- Johnny Darrell in 1965. Yes. Uh, it was also made popular by Porter Wagner the same mm-hmm. year and it reached number four on the country oh, chart. Um, that's probably very very, very popular Very
3: popular in Wales though it was,
1: Tom Jones of course. Yeah. It was also recorded by Bobby Bear and Jerry Lee Lewis. Bobby Bear? Um, Bobby Bear, a spelt in the naked spelling of bear. Right. Um, I don't know who that is. I don't think we have got time to discover who he is. No. I, well, I'm um, not. I'm not googling it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we finished with Bringing Grass at Home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going to look and see, um, like, well, obviously we've got, got to go across the pond and compare. Oh, yeah. But I was going, to, um, I was going to see what other singles we may have missed in '66. Mm um let me see um so got till the end of the day by the Kinks. that got to number eight herman's hermits are, a must to avoid okay um i don't know if i know that one no. got spanish spanish flea by Herb albert and the tijuana Bra- well the, oh, the tijuana Bra- yes no
3: herp albert yes no now mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, A Reader's Digest classic, yes. My dad used to buy those, the Herp Albert, uh LP collections. Oh yes, marvellous. But of course again Spanish mm. Flea,
1: a bit, bit of a class.
3: But again it's kind of like if yeah. we had separate charts we
1: could kind of see that. Mm. Wow. We've got, we've got you, you Were On My Mind by Crispy St Peter's, Scylla's mm. um, still having hits, mm. Love's Just a Broken Heart, mm. um, although it's also translated into French, so I don't know if she's singing it in French or English. Ah. Got to number five. Okay. Um, groovy Kind of Love by the Mindbenders. Mm. Oh. That, that was late, That was later oh. a hit for Phil Collins. Oh, don't
3: <laughs> mention the Collins.
1: Oh. Oh. <laughs> that got to number two. Probably did almost as well as the, uh. the, the, the other version. Um I mean <laughs> um, 19th Nervous Breakdown by the Rolling mm-hmm. Stones. Got to number two. Um, Tomorrow by Sandy Shaw, mm. number nine. My Love by Petula Clark, yeah. number 4 Um la la by The Small Faces. Actually, The Small Faces take over from uh, uh, Manfred Mann with the uh, the weird, the, the basic titles. Mm. <laughs> um, Barbara Ann by The Beach Boys, oh, number three. Do they... Um, um, backs- was there a, a Eurovision that year? Um, yes, there will have been, but I don't no. know. Okay. But, um, I... I, I think. No, I, I wonder if you did it in '66. I may have to Google. Something. No, it's fine. Um,
3: <laughs> I keep throwing you these questions that, that that suddenly take you off track. I do.
1: I do apologize. Um, the Hollies. I can't let go. Number two. Mm-hmm. Um, the Yardbirds. Shape of Things. Number three. Dedicated follower of fashion. The Kinks. Yeah. Um, oh, that's weird. Um, there are two versions of elusive butterfly. Right. Uh, both got to number five one by Bob Lind and one by oh, okay. Um hold tight by Dave D Dozy Beaky Mick and Dick ah. from number four so actually they, the Trogs and Dave D etc etc were both um, local people having hits at the same time wow. um, Yum. The sound of silence by the bachelors I presume that's the Simon Garfunkel song Yeah. Uh, number three substitute by the who number five okay um, Bang Bang, my baby shot me down by Cher.
3: I don't really associate the Who with massive hits. Actually, they're another band that have been around forever. But again, you kind of think of them as. I mean, obviously they were popular and have been popular and, and remain so. But but I don't really yeah. think of them as a as a chart
1: topping band. Mm. You know. mm. um, Sloop John B by the Beach Boys, number mm. two. Homeward Bound by Simon and mm. Garfunkel, number nine. Um, Sorrow by the Mercies, I think that's one that Bowie covered mm. in the 70s. <laughs> yes, that would on make sense. On the covers album, um, so basically a very um, classic year. Oh, Monday, Monday by Mummers and the Puppies. Oh, no, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is what I was sa- we were, we were saying about the uh, e- even the songs that didn't get to, um, uh, to, you know, the ones in the top ten are really mm. big songs. It was it
2: was
3: very much you know it was very much a I wouldn't say a but it was a very much a primordial soup of of you know there's a lot of stuff going on in that year that you know became the music of the uh, future.
1: What one of the um, uh, one of the weirdest titles of a single? Um, Have you seen your mother, baby, standing in the shadow by the Rolling Stones? watch number five? but uh, anyway, we should probably pop over to... I should just answer your question about Eurovision. Um, and then we shall go over to America. Um, in 1966, we were 18th. Oh, crikey. Um, not, not a great year. Uh, a Man Without Love by Kenneth McKellar. Oh, right. um, so I was just
3: wondering if it would it charted at all in the year, you know. I think we only got eight
1: points. Mm. Uh, that Yeah. Um, well, we were too busy concentrating on footballing that year. Obviously, got to no- yeah, got to number thirty in the mm. charts. Okay. Um, not, not a not a classic. No, year. Uh, right. Um, let's head across the pond briefly. See how we compare. Oh, now I mentioned at the start that um, we don't usually talk about albums, mm. um, but I have found a bit of a listing. But I think one of the reasons we don't talk about we don't talk about them is that the albums that were number one were often number one for weeks and mm. weeks so at least if i if this is to be taken uh, as as accurate there were only um three albums that were number one in 1966 Bloody and Apple. together they formed the whole um they pretty much covered the the whole year so You've got Rolling Stones' Aftermath, right. which was number one for eight weeks. You've got Revolver by the Beatles, which was number one for seven weeks, right. and then the that leaves a lot the, of weeks. The, well, well, three times this this last album was number one three times for three different periods: ten weeks, seven weeks, and eighteen weeks. Good God. Um, and it was the original soundtrack from the sound of <laughs> 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 but, but what's even more what's even more shocking is that in 1965 it had had 20 weeks um, um, uh, it's bizarre because it, it was it had 10 weeks in may 65 mm. and it, october 65 <laughs> um, then then rubber soul. Came for eight weeks in 65 and then then it came back again at the start of 66 so between may 65 and september 66 or possibly well december 66 it was it, it had different spans of being number one um absolutely
3: so yeah. i believe actually uh i'm not sure we still have a copy but we may have i know my mum and dad had a copy it may well still be on a shelf in this very house but yes
1: and it was st- it was still oh my goodness this is quite incredible it was still not for as long but in 67 it was number one for one two three four five different occasions of for one of one weeks and it was still number one in at the start of 68 and late in late 68 uh yeah it I think it gone I think it died by 69 but so yeah between 65 and 68 it had periods of being number 1 and this is why we don't talk about albums in the 60s <laughs> <laughs> I mean in 62 West Side Story was the the, the original soundtrack of that was number mm. one a, a lot but nothing nothing compared to what no um, I think the two bad. I
3: remember my mum and dad having on the shelf and like I say they may well be still in that dusty corner of this very room but uh that and my fair lady i think were the two that they had but they like their musicals edelweiss edelweiss everybody you greet me soft and light clear and bright everyone you greet me boss my sony bloom and go, bloom and go forever You're gonna get
1: copyright struck now. edelweiss right, edelweiss press right, right. my home and forever
3: and we did it at school
1: you could you and it could have uh could have done a duet
3: i was i was in i was in uh sound of music at school and we had all had to learn it and it's one of those songs where i can't quite forget the lyrics because of that the only problem is uh because it was a musical uh, they made sure they gave me a part that had no singing <laughs> uh-huh. as you may have realized why now <laughs> i have
1: no idea um... So, number one, Hits in America in 66. We don't need to stop mm. for long. I shall whisk through them unless there's something that's particularly shocking. Right, yeah. Um, we have The Sound of Silence for a week by Silent mm-hmm. Garfunkel. Then for two weeks, We Can Work It Out by The Beatles. Which, right. Um, I think that's, that's one of my favourites, actually. I, because mm. it wasn't on an album. It's one that I mm. tend to only hear if I'm playing, like, the Red Album or... Um, but uh, the sound of silence returned again for a week, and then we can work out again the week after that. Um, so, wow, water the death. Yeah, they're fighting them too. It's uh, bad enough for Simon and Garfunkel were fighting each other. Let alone, <laughs> I don't know if they were fighting at that stage. Whether it was a bit later, <laughs> uh, I, maybe. Maybe Paul Simon thinks of himself as the fifth beetle. Yeah, yeah.
3: but nobody noticed because he was they, everyone. Everyone else in the photographs. Yeah. You
2: know? <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> they were all really tall. <laughs> tall Paul. Well, he, perhaps he didn't. Small Paul. he didn't like being uh, only the second most famous Paul in. Um, ah. And yeah. does that make Paul Jones from Manchester Man the third famous Paul? I'm not sure. No. But, no. Um, anyway, uh, for two weeks. I, I, f- I believe you've written you've written
3: articles on 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 the on, <laughs> on, on famous Pauls in music. You have the air. I could do. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, we have My Love by Petula Clark for two weeks. Then mm-hmm. we have lightning strikes by Lou Christie. Okay. Um, for a week, then these boots are made for walking by Nancy Sinatra. Mm. Um, then for five weeks, Ballad of the Green Berets by Sergeant Barry Sadler. That doesn't that, sound yeah. very. That doesn't sound very um, uh, uh, groovy, does it? i mind. No,
3: absolutely. Probably not.
1: Probably a good reason.
3: Um, well, was the, maybe the film Green Berets was out about that time.
1: Um, Although it wasn't on your list of films at the top of the show. No. Yeah. Um, then we have "You're My Soul and Inspiration" by the Righteous Brothers. Okay. okay. For three weeks. Then, I don't think I. I don't know I even know that. I wonder if that's one that wasn't. Well,
3: they were still going, or at least they were still going in the states. Gonna...
1: Apparently, it was only got only got to number fifteen in in uh, the right. UK. Um, so we, might, we can be forgiven for not knowing. Then we have "Good Lovin'" by the Young Rascals. Right. Or uh, um, doesn't ring any bells. Yeah. They look a right Motley Crew. Uh, they've done a, they yeah. a version of "Mustang Sally," um, but I think most people have at some point. But uh, yeah, I guess. Not. Uh, I don't. Apparently, uh, Brian Paul and the Trebolos. Did a version of Good Loving, so that might be the version that is um, mm. more well known over here, but... Uh, Possibly. Um, and then we had Monday, Monday by the Mamas and the Puppas for three weeks. Ah. Uh, when a Man Loves a Woman by Percy Sledge for two weeks. Can I ask you about Monday, Monday? Monday, Monday, yes.
3: Do you think of it as Monday, Monday? Because in my head it's always been Sunday, Sunday, and I don't know why. <laughs> So <laughs> I was trying to look it up a few weeks ago yeah. for some reason I was thinking oh yeah what's that one that goes Sunday Sunday uh, so oh it,
1: it makes you wonder took ages to find it makes you wonder if it wasn't re-recorded for something <laughs> 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 Wednesday Wednesday yeah it's mm-hmm. this is just odd yeah.
3: it's just one of those things it's one of those complete false
1: memory things mm-hmm. but I, I remembered it as Sunday Sunday yeah we'll probably find that somebody did it for an advert or something it was
3: uh, no it's possible yeah. possible
1: um Maybe songs of praise had a, 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 <laughs> a <laughs> recap.
3: <laughs> oh yes, yes, I was always big on my <laughs> like, like ch- television choices.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's like um, Antiques Roadshow. Uh, that, that used to always just be tucked away on some sun- Sunday evenings, mm. along with songs of praise. And then the last thing at the time I saw Antiques Roadshow was like. Prime time, like, um, yeah. like I don't know, eight o'clock on a on a weekday right night right. or something. Yeah. Um, it's,
3: the 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 mysteries of schedulers yeah. you know,
1: it it, it's, it does baffle you yeah. sometimes. Um, then we have Painted Black by the Rolling Stones for two weeks. Mm. Paperback Writer by the Beatles for a week. Mm-hmm. Strangers in the Night by and Sinatra, but only for one week. Mm-hmm. Um, paperback Writer comes back in for a week. And then we have "Hanky Panky" with Tommy James and the Shondells. <laughs>
3: Do we, by George? <laughs> so there we go. Um, I'm actually—I I have been slightly amazed, actually, by how—I know I was uh, eulogising it earlier, but I—I I don't think I'd actually realised that paperback writer ever was a single. So that—that's mm. uh, come as a surprise. I've learned something today. I remember it was a great song, but I hadn't realised it was a—you know—an actual hit single. That's,
1: and possibly, by the sound of it, the biggest Beatles song of 66. Mm. Uh, I presume that Hanky Panky isn't the Madonna song, Hanky Panky. Hanky Panky, nothing like a good spanky. Uh, which was... Um, well,
3: yeah, no, probably not. Don't think it is. You
1: never know. But, uh, Unless you sampled it. <laughs> uh, uh, next up we have Wild Thing by The Trogs. Mm. Uh, Summer, in, Summer in the City by The Loving Spoonful. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunshine, Sunshine Superman by Donovan. Um, okay That uh, Yeah I don't know How well that did In uh, Oh interesting Now my parents Actually It's one of the Few kind of groovyish Albums my parents mm. Have was um, Sunshine Superman By Donovan mm. um, yes. But apparently There was Due to a Contractual dispute The UK Release was delayed Until December 66 Where it appeared ah. on, on a Different label um, But uh Mm. interesting so it was it, it's of such it, things are destiny shaped really. yeah. yeah that's the same album as um, Season of the Witch which gets used on a lot of uh, sort yes. of horror films
3: well yes, it, 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 it's, it, it's interesting to me always that you know how, how cleverly music does actually make you think that feels like horror music that feels like sunshine music that feels it, it's, it, it always amazes me that it's literally a, a question of what key it's in the next
1: number one was uh, we're into September You Can't Hurry Love by The Supremes oh, um, oh god
3: there's bloody Phil again <laughs> stop bringing Phil into my life will you please
1: <laughs> and then we have Cherish by The Association again mm. I don't think that's the Madonna song Cherish um, no. uh, reach out I'll Be There by, by The Four Tops for okay. two weeks and then uh 96 tears by question mark and the mysterians oh I presume that's how they were. now i i that was covered by the stranglers wasn't that's it that's what i was just yes you got ever before. Yeah. <laughs> yes no oh, not. no yes, apparently um, yeah i don't know much about I uh, sort of was a medium hit for them in the in the early 90s i think um, yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, that's
3: the version I would know, of
1: course. Yeah, they're described as an American garage rock band. Uh, I presume that their that the name of the band is because it's question mark. Do they say question mark in America, or do they say something else? Question point.
2: Uh, uh,
1: I wonder how. I, query. Because it literally, it's a question mark, uh, the symbol. Not so. I don't actually know how it is pronounced. it Could just be query. Yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah how old American friends tell us how how you would pronounce the name of that band <laughs> um, then we have Last Train to Clarksville by the Monkees for one week ah. uh, poor side of the town by Johnny Rivers for one week ah. uh, you keep me hanging on by the Supremes mm. uh, which is the one that Kim Wilde had a number one hit with I think in the mm. 80s Winchester Cathedral by the new Vaudeville band okay Apparently, Winchester Cathedral, um, the new vaudeville band, are a British novelty band. And oh, okay. um, Winchester Cathedral got to number 10, or it reached the top 10 in the UK. Right. But it did better in in America. Um, it's, nice. it's inspired by the dance bands of the 1920s and a Rudy Valley megaphone-style vocal. Mm-hmm. I think cool. this will be one I'll be... I'll be listening to on YouTube when I edit this.
3: <laughs> I think you'll be able to actually put it on the soundtrack if it's that old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the original 1920s version, you can put it in.
1: <laughs> um, and then we've got Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys and then Winchester Cathedral comes back again for two weeks and then the, No Sign of Tom Jones in the 1966 chart in America, but um, although I know it was a uh, it was a hit cause yes. I, over there, but um, now the last number one of 1966 in America and I think we'll both uh, approve of this it's I'm a, I'm a Believer by the Monkees <laughs>
3: yeah. I'm a Believer such a good song yeah. and um,
1: who is it? who wrote it? Uh, was that uh, Neil Diamond one? Neil Diamond, mm. yeah mm. That, uh, uh, what was the, the date
3: of the Beach Boys good vibrations in America uh,
1: 10th of December
3: really that much, see I, again you kind of think Beach Boys, Summer so why why are they having hits in December <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you think oh it's because people think nice warm thoughts
1: certain parts of America are still pretty boiling in, in December as uh, Well, that
3: must mean that actually I'm a believer must have been a hit over here in 67 yeah, because yeah. because uh, oh, it's such I, 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 I know people criticise the monkeys for being manufactured and everything like that but Bloody hell,
1: the songs are good. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, very quickly, I will just look and see what other hits, um, what other songs were hits in America. Um, we have uh, "Day Tripper." Was mm. was, was that? We, we, I think we've said this before. But how, in, in some ways, although they were trying, they were releasing some of the newer songs. They were still catching up with some of the the older songs. There's a lag, definitely. Yeah. Um, Tears Go By by Rolling Stones. Um, Uptight, Everything's Alright by Stevie Wonder got to number three. Okay. Um, California Dreaming, number four. Um, On such a winter's day. day. Yeah, that was. It wasn't. It wasn't even winter when that came out. It, it was. Well, I guess it was February, but uh, yeah, I um, must
3: admit that the times I have been to California, you can't get that song out of your head. Yeah. If you if you're if you're a little week from Manchester,
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know uh, it, that, California. Yeah, you're walking around. I find myself humming it even now.
1: Yeah, great song. Uh, they're coming to take me away. Ha ha. By Eww. Napoleon the Fourteenth, got to number three. Right. Um, was that was that some sort of Vietnam protest song? I'm not sure. I feel like I had a copy of that somewhere. Like I did. I think I. I feel like I. Uh,
3: I keep thinking that's that's
1: Spike Milligan. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking because didn't Screaming Lord Such release um, singles oh. at one point? I was thinking it was also maybe um, he he did a version, but uh, that, this isn't that version. But uh, um, but. Yeah, Born Free by Roger Williams. Until um, somebody bought me. <laughs> uh, Sugar Town by Nancy Sinatra. Number five. Wow. Snoopy versus the Red Baron. The Royal Guardsman. Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, well, I think I think we've pretty much done sixty six now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've, we've covered that one. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to tell you the names of the songs, obviously, but I just want to. Peak your interest for 67 oh you're
3: teasing again yeah we, we he keeps have... doing this to me folks he keeps teasing
1: <laughs> me we have in 67 we have number ones by the Monkees, Petula Clark Engelberg Humperdunk, uh Nancy Sinatra and Frank Sinatra Sandy Shaw the Tremolos Procol Harum the Beatles Scott McKenzie, Engelbert Humperdinck again, Bee Gees, The Foundations, Long John Baldry, and also uh, The Beatles once more. Actually, I'd say it was a... Yeah, I'd say there were less number ones in 67. They must have hung around a bit more. Well, um, I'm looking forward to it already, Paul. Yes, and, uh, well, um, after the theme music, listeners, we will have Ike back to uh, sing some of those big hits. uh, uh, Doing this theremin. yes. (laughs) ick have you have you ordered a That would be on off Amazon. Mm. <laughs> anyway, listeners, thanks. Twenty four hour delivery, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Better get better hurry up. <laughs> We've already got the theme music, and that lasts about ten seconds. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, listeners, thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our whiz through the, the big hits of nineteen sixty six on both sides of the pond. Who knows? We might be back looking at the big hits of Australia in nineteen sixty six if I get my own way. But that won't be for a while. But anyway, <laughs> thank you, Martin, for joining us. And, take care. Uh, we'll we'll be back for sixty seven soonish. So, okay. Bye bye for now. Bye bye. Take care.
2: Listeners, please note. The producers of this show would like to apologize for all the clattering sounds that you may have heard towards the end of this edition of the Shy Life Podcast. It can now be revealed that the person making all that noise was none other than Yeti Uncle John. Like we're surprised! Exclamation. Having been spoken to about the matter John has promised to never do it again, but we're not sure if we believe him. Apparently he hadn't eaten all day and had a sudden craving for a corned beef sandwich and a chicken and mushroom cuppa soup. Perhaps he could have waited another twenty minutes until the show had finished recording, but oh no! Yeah, the Uncle John must do what yeah, the Uncle John must do, with no consideration of what else might be going on. Selfish exclamation! Thank you for listening to this message. Let us now continue on to the last scenes of this episode before we conclude.
0: Oh, hi, how are you? Oh, hello, Paul. How are you?
1: I'm all right. Just finished recording with Martin. Are you uh, rehearsing for the 1966
0: songs? Oh, yes, Paul. Yes, yes, absolutely. Let me
1: see. I've got a list somewhere. And have you been practising, making sure you get the, the lyrics right?
0: Of course, Paul. Yes, as usual. Um,
1: OK. Well, forgive me, but uh, usually uh, don't you forget to learn the lyrics?
0: Uh, no, no, no. No, it's just the way I, I sing. You might, you might think that, but uh, no, no, no. No. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. No, no, no. Uh,
1: well, all right. If you're sure... How did
0: the
1: episode go, Paul? It was very nice. Always nice to talk to Martin. And, uh, well, you know, uh, we, we're, we're finding that we've more to say about the 60s as it goes on. So, we're, so just one uh, year this time. Yes, Paul, yes.
0: Well, oh, good. Oh, I
1: can hear the theme music coming. Ah, yes. So you better get ready. When we come back, uh, it'll be time for you to sing. Uh,
0: yes, Paul. Oh, golly. Exciting.
1: I hope you have a treat in store first. I'm sure you will have.
0: Oh, that's Paul. I'm sure I can see I've got to go now. I have not Bye. I want to go with you. I've got to go. Bye. Goodbye. 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 This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over
1: at pride48.com. Oh, such mysteries. Oh, <laughs> He's crazy. Oh, yippee. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net.
0: Hello listeners, I'm going to sing you some songs yes. that were big hits in 1966 <clears throat> Keep on running, keep on hiding uh, One fine day, i uh, are going to be a, uh, Keep on running, keep on hiding <clears throat> Yeah Slightly too high for me, I think. But it's me, share my bell. Sonky, monky, bonky, winky, wonk, la, 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 la. Um, uh, These boots are made for walking, and walking they will do. One of these days, these boots are going to walk all of you. Um, The sun ain't going to shine anymore. The moon ain't going to rise in the sky. The sun ain't gonna shine in you when you're without love <coughs> um, You don't have to say you love me just because of love You don't have to say forever I will understand, believe me <coughs> Um, um her hair is like the sun when she walks by she brightens up in the night exchanging glances um yeah that's another that one um uh, please sir or madam can you read my book it appears to write would you take a look it's written by a man and, a man named, and, and he needs a job and he wants to be a paperback writer paperback writer <coughs> um on a sunny afternoon um, Help me, help me help me sail away The two fat mamas And new to And I like to live so pleasantly Live this life of luxury Living on a sunny afternoon <coughs> uh, What else? Um uh, in the town where I was born There's left a man who's out to sea And he pooped on a hoon, And we all live in a yellow submarine Yellow submarine, yellow submarine Oh We all live in a yellow submarine a Yellow submarine, a yellow submarine Um, um uh, uh. Good, 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 good vibrations, Baba. good, 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 good vibrations, mm-hmm. uh, Oh, here comes Paul. Hi, Paul. Uh, how are you liking my songs from 1966?
1: Well, I must say, Ick, you're doing a splendid job this time. Not a word wrong. Really? No, I couldn't hear a single thing wrong. Seems to have got... The note's perfect, the word's perfect, the only thing you are missing is your theremin. I beg your pardon? The, the, the theremin, it's the bit in Good Vibrations that goes, wee, 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 A bit like that.
0: Oh, really, Paul, I, I don't think I have one of them. Maybe you could be my theremin.
1: <laughs> oh, ick. It's <laughs> quite romantic of you.
0: Um, yes, Paul. Uh, oh, maybe we should just stop now.
1: Uh, maybe we maybe we should. Uh, uh, oh, there is one more song you need to do.
0: Oh, yes, just one more. OK, listeners, that's all. Uh, just this one more, uh, then we finish. <laughs>
1: uh, such a good job you've done, Ike. Uh,
0: thank you, Paul. Mm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the green, green grass of home... Sorry, Paul.
1: What, what's wrong? I thought you were doing it fine. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the lyrics as I know it. The, 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 the green, green grass of home. Yeah, that's that, that's the lyrics. Oh, uh,
0: okay then. Golly, and am doing better than even I thought. The green, green grass of home. Uh, yes. sweet Bettina. It is Max. I do not mean to burden you with more and more calls, but I am getting desperate with worry here. I do hope I hear from you soon. You know you can tell me anything and I will help in any way that I can. I still care very deeply. Please, give me a call. Ciao.
3: press conference here sometimes. So many microphones, you know, pointing at me. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all vanity, you know, it's all, all just vanity. Is it metaphorical, is it is it deep, is it deep? Is it deep and I don't understand it, that's what it is, I'm sure I'm it